podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. For the Love of Pomegranate podcast is brought to you today in association with the Who Knows Wins app. Do you have somebody in your family or in your life who thinks they are the absolute Nostradamus of guessing all the scores correct and all the games getting all the results correct on any given weekend? Well, Who Knows Wins app would be a way of you calling their bluff. What it is, is it's a social sports game where mates, friends, family, colleagues, you may name it, can pit their wits against each other for real money. But most importantly, for the all-important bragging rights of being that person who knows just that bit more about sports than everybody else. Um, you can use the app for free. It is a free app to download from the iOS and from the Android store. Um, if you don't have a custom league that you've set up yourself, don't fear. You can always play in in-app leagues as well with the community that is there. And you can join one of those, just like this week's Pick 10 League has a £6,000 prize fund. That might be something that might interest you as well. You can keep on top of all the live action within the application with live updates and live score updates in real time, which is really, really handy. And so far, since its inception, over £2 million have been won on the application itself. Just a couple of things to mention too. You need to be 18 years or over to use the application. Application is available in the UK, so some of our listeners outside the UK may not be able to, to avail of this application. And lastly, please, 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 please remember to gamble responsibly. So thank you once again to Who Knows Wins application. And now, let's go back to the podcast. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello everybody and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. I just felt I had to come on um, after that Spurs game. Um, I don't know will I put this out straight away this evening, but I felt I had to come on because that was one of the more frustrating uh, displays, defensive displays, one of the more naive defensive displays I've seen from Aston Villa in quite a while. Um, for me, it's, um, oh, it's, it's a bit deflating. To be honest with you, a game whereby yes, we conceded a silly goal to start. I'm and I'm going to be showing some some still shots here that I took of the game. Um, we have we had issues in defence. We had issues in both wing backs were pretty out of position for a good period of the game, and our midfield just had zero structure to it for the majority of the of the game today. Yes, I want to preface preface that I am going to be talking about structure of the whole team. Okay, I'm not going to be sitting here blaming one player or blaming Kanza for that header or blaming whatever. I'm not going to be doing that. I'm going to be going to be discussing the structure of the whole team, which is wholly wrong in transitions, and we cannot defend a long straight ball. Absolutely bread and butter stuff. Long straight ball oodles of space in front of Harry Kane. Oodles of, the, the the spacing between our midfield and our defence. Oh my word! Just. Oh, I'm a, I don't know. It's it. Game didn't go for us. Yes, their goals were. In fairness, I I said before the game, let's see if they can score worldies. And Son's first goal, superbly well taken goal. Kudelski's goal, superbly well taken goal. Son's third goal, superbly t- well taken goal. 
Um, the second goal that San got, which was their third goal overall, when we look at it again, like really naive defending from Aston Villa. You could you can label naive defending across the board for all of these goals, but they did take their snapshots. They did score them. They were well taken goals. Not taking anything away from the finishes. Absolutely not. If there's any Spurs fans watching this, fair play to you. You've got some strike force there. Absolutely some strike force. Well done. And those goals were were very, very well done. I'm talking about this because of some of the stuff that I saw from an Aston Villa standpoint that has been ongoing last year, this year, the year before. Oh, my goodness. It's just, it's, it's, it's rinse and repeat from this midfield and from this defense at times. Okay. Now, I, yes, this is a reaction to this one game. All right. It's a reaction to this one game. So take this in its silo. This isn't me calling for anybody to be sacked, sold, hung, drawn, and quartered, whatever. This is me looking at what this game was and that the structure of the team in defense, specifically in transitions, was all over the place. What are we doing in some of these instances? It's very rare I get hot under the collar. I love to be smiley and rainbows guy. This just really, really, really got to me watching this game today because it was child's play. The goals were well taken. Absolutely, the build-up was child's play. So without further ado, I, I, I don't want to don't want to talk too much more on it because it's 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 pretty galling at, at times to 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 look at some of these pieces. But and I can understand, look, the, the front three for Spurs are fantastic. Like I've said that before, and I'm going to continue to say that. They're fantastic. And and yes, it's difficult to contain them, but man, we didn't do ourselves any favor today. We just didn't. And and, and for me, that's frustrating. Um it's really, really is frustrating. So let's take a look at a couple of things here. I'm going to share up my screen. Hopefully you guys can see this here. I'll, I'll just uh, resize it here so then it makes it a small bit easier to see. Um, I've taken some still shots of the game, as I mentioned, and uh, I just wanted to look at where, where we set up and how we set up. So you can see here, obviously, I've taken the Tottenham position map from where uh, from who scored. I've overlaid Aston Villa position map and replaced it with our players. So we what we can see here straight away is fullback Luca Dean, who I'm full of praise of. Don't get me wrong, all our attacks down the left hand side need him there because we're 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 pretty powder puff without him there. But look how far up he is. He's once again, remember, when we were going on losing streaks previously, where was Luca Dean? Sometimes he was the furthest man forward. We've fallen into that trap again. Look who's over there. Emerson Royale and, and Kulzewski. All the way over there. Look at our right-hand side. Matty Cash, John McGinn, both marking Matt Doherty and uh, Reguilon when they came on out there. See the way San and, and, and Harry Kane just move in on top of Douglas Luiz. Where is the rest of our midfield in around Douglas Luiz? Coutinho, too far. Like, playing the two strikers and Coutinho there, we left ourselves wide open. In hindsight, granted in hindsight, look at, look at, the, look at this here where they've, they've completely, um, you've got uh, Bentoncourt and Heiberg just basically standing on top of Coutinho. Yes, Coutinho got great. He did some great things in the first half, and we got a lot of joy out of it. Absolutely, 100%. Don't get me wrong. We've got Eric Dyer there standing on Danny Ings, and we have Watkins moving in around there trying to pull Romero out of, the, out of the way. And Coutinho, when he went over there onto Romero, caused him a small bit of hassle. Not not too much, but, but you know, a small bit of hassle. But Coutinho was picking up the ball. We were doing some great things in the first half after we conceded the first goal. But there's a, there's there's an element of naivety to where we've where we've set up here because we can see that like Douglas Luiz had Son and 
He had uh, Harry Kane on him. Our two centre halves are exposed in, in, in to a greater extent. They're exposed here. How far does Tyrone Mings have to go out on the left hand side here? To just just based on this match. Um. Anyway, moving on. Let's take a look at the goals. This is the very very first goal that we have. And sorry for some of the blurred images that I have here. So it's long ball once again. Long ball played up from the back. And what I wanted to highlight here is the space in front of Harry Kane. So. Blurred image, apologies about that. What we can see here is the ball is played straight. Eric Dyer plays a straight ball up the top and uh, goes over Harry Kane's head. We can see there's Harry Kane. Tyrone Mings is right beside him. Coming into shot in a moment is going to be um, is going to be Kanza, who ultimately gets his head on the ball. But look at the spacing where our midfield three are. You've got Ramsey, you've got Douglas Louise here, and you've got you've got uh, John McGinn. It's very, very, uh, it, it, like the spacing there is is not great. I'm going to be really honest with you. When that long ball is played, it, it's fine. It, it, it's okay in, in some aspects. But when this long ball is played, what we'll see what happens is, is I don't know. I just don't know what, what, what happens with it here. You've got Matt Doherty down here in the bottom right hand, bottom left-hand corner, you can see. He's all out on his own because when we go forward again, you see Matty Cash is somebody who's pushing up. Um, towards uh, to, to getting closer to Kanza as well to narrow it down. We played very, very narrow in this game. And it really, you know, we played narrow and we played, um, we didn't play with the right spacing in midfield and, and we got we got completely exposed because our, our fullbacks had to go forward, had to make all of the all of the wide space and we'll see it in a moment how exposed our two centre-halves were. Um, so when the ball is actually headed by uh, by Kanza here, so Kanza is just about to get his head on the ball. Was the header brutal? Absolutely it was. Can he head it anywhere other than Harry Kane? Yes. You head it out to the side there. Maybe, maybe Dina gets it. Head it towards the corner flag, whatever you do, but you don't just head it back here to Harry Kane who has a shot and it comes off Maddie Cash. But once again, look at this. Look how far behind our midfield are. They're, they have four people. It's actually four on four here from a Spurs point of view. And we shouldn't have that from a long ball. We should be, have people busting their gut to get back here. But we see where Douglas Louise is here. And I just wanted to, wanted to mention it. Douglas Louise, McGinn and Jacob Ramsey are all here. And they're all 10 yards off Harry Kane and Kulazewski. And when we move it on here to when the ball drops to Harry Kane, Douglas Louise is still 10 yards off, off Harry Kane. But he stops right here. This is my problem. Douglas Luiz stops <coughs> right here <coughs> on the arc of the of the penalty area. He doesn't move from here. So this ball actually it comes to Harry Kane. Harry Kane's after taking a shot here. It comes off Maddie Cash and it comes back. Douglas Luiz is three or four steps closer to, to San here. Maybe he puts him off. And this is the big problem I have. Our spacing was all wrong. So we found it difficult to get back there. So when the consternation happens and a super finish from San, we are nowhere to be found. It's, it, to me, that's frustrating. Like, if you've got a number six, if you've got a defensive midfielder, or you need to play a defensive midfielder, he needs to be the furthest man back within that midfield, that midfield trio. And it's not. It's a flat midfield. Our spacing isn't right. It exposes our two center halves. Because what we can see here is it's essentially still four on four. Or five, four and five, if you want to call it. But Douglas Luiz has stopped here. You've got Kulazewski, you've got Son, you've got Harry Kane, and you've got Mark Doherty out here on the left-hand side. So... You know, we're still having overload there and we're not getting people back behind the ball and keeping the play in front of us. That to me was really frustrating. Call me naive, call me overly, overly um, critical with regards to this, but this is basic stuff for me. And I think that if we don't start out our spacing and get at least somebody uh, to, to, to cover that space in front of Harry Kane at any stage during this game, we were going to have this outcome of a 4-0 loss. 
very frustrating for me that one was. Great finish from San. Cock called. What we did afterwards was brilliant for the first half. We should have gone in. It should have been maybe... Like, it could easily have been 3-1 in the first half. Could have had Ramsey's shot. Brilliant save from Luis. Could have had... Uh, um, I, I think Watkins needs to do better with that header he puts over the bar. Um, Coutinho nearly catches Lloris Cole at the, at the front post from a free kick. Wonderful free kick. How Lloris got his hands to that was absolutely brilliant. He was a man possessed in the first half. We could have gone in at least level at halftime. We should have gone in up at halftime. And that's we're not taking that away. We're looking at the goals and why we're conceding these goals and, and, and how easy it was when, when Spurs got into these positions to basically tear us apart with our front three. So this is goal number one. Goal number two. Once again, another long ball. The ball is in the air here. We don't even see it in the screen. So we've got Matty Cash is fronting up Kane at this stage. So Matty Cash then lets Kane go. And Kanza comes to comes to, to meet Kane. Kanza doesn't do anything with Kane here. He stands alongside him, doesn't jump with him at all. Kane puts his arm out and Kanza doesn't do anything here. And we I don't have a clip of this. Watch it back. Watch the um the the replays of it and you'll see it. But watch where Kulisevsky is here. This is the Kulisevsky goal. Kulisevsky is right over here on the right-hand side, the Spurs right-hand right hand side. Ramsey is there beside him, not looking at anything. Our midfield, watch how flat our midfield is. Why don't we have a midfielder back? You know, argh, it's really frustrating. Ramsey is here, loses Kulisevsky completely, absolutely loses him. Loses him completely. Um... Oh, have I lost? Oh, that sorry, that was the only slide I had. It Kulisevsky runs right across the the, the defense, takes the ball on the left hand side. Brilliant finishing past Demi Martinez. But that's the frustrating thing. What you could see there was our midfield trio were just so straight and so flat. All they had to do was play a long ball into the space, into Kane, miles of space in front of Kane. What what that meant was that one of our centre halves had to come and engage him, and then when he did, he could put it behind him, he could put it left, he could put it right because our fullbacks were far up the field. He basically had his choice of where he wanted to head it because the other people were running off him. It's very simple stuff. It's actually old school football. It's something Alan Shearer used to do really well when he had uh, when he had players playing around him, faster players playing around him as well when he played for England. Here's the third goal. So what we can see here is the ball comes in. So we've we've lost the ball, obviously. And what we can see here is the ball comes into Kane in midfield. Once again, no one around him. Our number six, Douglas Louise, has gone up to pressure somebody. I don't know who that is. I think it might be Bentoncourt. He's gone up to pressure him. We don't have our six in here. We've got Ramsey McGinn scampering to get back. McGinn is losing sign as we can see it here. Harry Kane, the ball is coming up to him. Coming coming straight. Once again, a straight ball from, from Romero, I think it was. Kanza is forced to engage because we don't have our defensive midfielder in there. And the reason that they can play this long ball up is because we don't have a defensive midfielder stopping that passing lane. He, Romero could have easily played this on the ground. There was so much air, so much space in front of him. Kanza has to come in and, uh, and, and uh, engage Kane. Look back at the replays of this. Kane looks over both shoulders to see that there's absolutely no defender within an ass's roar of him. Kanza's coming at him like a train. All he needs to do is flick it over his shoulder. Son runs into it. But watch where Son is. McGinn has lost him. Cash is, is, is narrow. Like, I, I actually don't blame Cash at all in this instance. But like Kanza, Kanza has to come and, and, and engage Kane because where is our midfield? don't know so 
when we roll it on, you can see it here. This is once again, this is when the ball has been played by Romero, I think it is. We've got Douglas Louise, Ramsey, McGinn. Yes, McGinn or Doug, uh, Douglas Louise is going to engage one of the two center, central midfielders, as we can see here. But look at all that space in front of Harry Kane. He must have been loving it. Absolutely loving it. So Harry Kane moves up into that area. Kanza has to, has to follow him. And look at the gap between Mings and Cash. Look at the gap between Mings and Cash then that's left. So simple. So it's so simple. And in the heat of battle, don't get me wrong, this is difficult to judge in the heat of battle for people who are playing there. But why isn't somebody shouting at, hey, Coutinho, you got to stick on this guy when we're out of possession? Or Mings, or sorry, Ings, or, um, or, or Watkins. Like pressuring a man out in the wing there in, in Romero to try and to, to get the ball off him is quite pointless, I think, in my, in my view. Let him have the ball out there and let him play it. If he plays that ball from where he plays it, they're right out on the right-hand side. And we've got Douglas Louise in front of Harry Kane. It's a long ball up. We're not forcing to get Kanza to come and engage. Harry Kane needs to take that ball down and needs to find somebody else. So the front three don't do it, or the front three aren't, aren't cute enough in this instance here, potentially. Douglas Louise is forced up too far and uh, Kanza then has to come and engage because there's an absolute corridor in front of, in front of Harry Kane. Really frustrating. Really frustrating. Um, and then we see here, this is when the ball is actually knocked on by, um, by Harry Kane. So Harry Kane has made the header in this instance. And we look at the gap between, the gap between Mings and Cash is almost half the field. And Son just runs straight through and slots it. Like it's, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. Dina is miles up the field here as well in this instance here. Dina is, Dina is actually coming to take, take on, uh, Emerson Royale and Mings has to go out and Kulazewski. That's what creates the big gap as well. Just very frustrating. Their movement, Spurs' movement was brilliant. It absolutely bamboozled us. And then lastly, we can see the goal from this very position. Kulazewski picks up the ball here. Luka Dean tries to, tries to uh, first time cross, comes off Emerson Royale. He tries to get the ball again. He loses it. It breaks to Kulazewski, and this is what we're faced with. Dina. Making his way back, Ramsey going to approach Kulazewski. After that, and after some some bits of play, we see the ball is, makes its way in here to Heiberg. So from this point of view, we have Ramsey chasing Heiberg. We've got Luke Dean who's after putting Emerson Royale in his backside. We've got Harry Kane just waiting for the ball here. No one within seven or eight yards of him. And we've got see where Son is. See where where we've got uh, Son over there on that left hand side. He's running in between. He's running behind McGinn's back, and Matty Cash is breaking his neck to get back because we've lost the ball. Um, from an attacking position, Cash is getting back into space. Look how far, look how high uh, Mings is, because Mings now has to go and try and um, has to try and engage, um, has to try and engage Harry Kane. Sorry, that's Douglas Louise out here that has put Emerson Royale on his backside. Once again, Douglas Louise should probably be in here, but he has to come out and he has to come to that side because Dina has lost the ball so far up the field. So this is like they score from there. It's it's a brilliant counter attack. We don't help ourselves, and we get a bit uh, a bit kamikaze in our in our defence. So as we move it on here, we can see here that ball is played into San. San has one, two, three, four, five. There's five Villa players and San up there with Kulazewski coming into frame from from the bottom. San basically takes the ball, holds it up, and lays it and slides it down the side of um and slides it down the side of our of our defence. Uh, to Kulazewski, and then San basically takes up a position on the edge of, on, on the penalty spot, and Kulazewski yeah, basically just has to has to feed the ball to him. It's very simple. So he slides the ball down. We can see it here. Kulazewski plays the ball straight to San, just on our penalty area. We've got Douglas Louise making his way back there, not in any position at all. Like he's 
it's I don't know who he's defending or what he's doing in this instance here. We both have uh, I think it's Jacob Ramsey and um, and Tyrone Mings going towards Kulazewski. Uh, we have um, we've Kanza then standing on the penalty area with Kanza. So in this instance here, Kanza is left to mark both Harry Kane and Son, and Kulazewski can pick out whoever he wants. Picks out Son, who was a brilliant finish into the bottom corner. Frustrating day at the office. Could have been, could have scored goals at the start. Didn't, or, or in the first half, should I say, didn't, and then were pretty resoundly beaten afterwards. That's really it. That's really it. Where do we go from here? We regroup, we come back, we play a team like Leicester, and, uh, you know, but people, but the big thing here is we've got post match interviews. I hope to get to watch it in a moment. Uh, afterwards, but we've got a post-match interview. Um, there needs like it's just, there's there's a player there's player issues there's structural issues, and 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 it all needs sorting out. That that those two pieces need sorting out. That midfield spacing has been wrong. It's been wrong since New Year's Day 2020, 2021. It's been wrong since then, and we haven't been able to fix it. So something needs to change from maybe a. A setup point of view, or we need to get more people in midfield. But we need to, you know, we need to be shoring up against teams like Spurs. We really do. And we didn't. And we went out and we tried to go toe to toe with them. And it worked for 35 minutes. But then the second half, they had obviously seen what we had done. They said, Hey, Harry, there's a ball of space in front of you. How's about you just basically pull off into that space, drag their two center halves wide, and then sign, you attack it like a train. And look what's happened. We lose 4 0. Okay, that's going to do it. Every so often, I do need to get a couple of things off my chest. Um, not usually one to be uh, very negative and ranty. Um, I apologize <laughs> if anybody feels I was overly zealous with regards to this one. Uh, I'm just pointing out what I've seen, and I think that it was... Uh, look, the, we have very good players. We have good players, but this Spurs team was just phenomenal in the way it tore us apart, but we helped them in a lot of areas by... You know the the three up top didn't work. It didn't it it didn't work in the second half, and it was a big reason why we had to commit people into the middle of midfield and um, create that. And we were able to create that. They were able to create that space in front of Harry Kane, should I say? So there's there's a lack of people being able to spot this on the field or something. I don't know what it is. I'm I don't like branding a team like that. But you know when I talk about somebody needs to take the bull, the, the bull by the scruff of the neck here and turn around and say to people. Lads, we got to do something. Somebody needs to be shielding here in front of Harry Kane. Let them have the ball in their own half. Who cares? Why are we pressing teams when they're right out on the right-hand side of the field? Why are we doing that? You know, we're tr like, stop. I know we're 3-0 down at that point, but damage limitation and try and force them when we get the ball back. But stop the, stop the rot. And stop Harry Kane from having his way with the ball. He's one of the best centre forwards in the world. We cannot give him 10, 15, 20 yard space in front of him to go move into to pull our centre halves around the best. That's going to do it. I don't know when I release this. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But uh, if you do get to see this, um, yeah, I'd appreciate it. Maybe if you like this video, give it a thumbs up. If you like the, if you like the podcast, subscribe, um, share it. But uh, better days are ahead. They have to be ahead. 
better defensive performances are ahead. They have to be ahead. I'm still looking forward to Leicester. I'm looking forward to the end of this season. Um, I think there's still another three wins in this team over the course of the, of, of the next few games. And uh, I, for one, as I say, I'm not trying to baby out with bat water with regards to these players or these tactics yet, but we did get shown up an awful lot for some of the areas that were very naive in, um, in this game today. And I just found it frustrating because I could see it. And I think that um, it's something that might need to be changed uh, well, not not might need to be changed. It does need to be changed going forward. So that's going to do it. Thanks very very much for everybody for what you do for this podcast. Really appreciate everything you do for it. Thanks for all the likes and shares and comments and everything. I'll be back with Paddy. Uh, if you are seeing this now, do release it. I'll be back with Paddy for a post match reaction, and I let him do all the talking and that, and see what his uh, opinions are of the game. Um, onwards towards Leicester, and hopefully we can. Uh, sort out some of those frailties between midfield and defence and maybe convert some of those chances because we did have a lot of chances that were convertible and, and, and unfortunately it, it didn't go our way. Um, so hopefully there is a bit of work done on both the, the attacking and the defending over the course of the week. Um, thanks very much, guys. I'm going to leave it at that. All that's left to say is up the villa. Podcast Network.